Hey, I'm Allison, host of Fine Cut, a podcast where a guest brings a scene they have strong feelings about love, hate, curiosity from any form of media. And then we discuss the heck out of it for 20 minutes. It's a blast. Join us. Hi, everyone. This is Fine Cut. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison. And this week episode, my friend Ivana Sheen is joining me. She's a playwright and a queer positive role model on Station 19. She she plays that. She's also a queer positive role model in general. Um, so what scene did we pick and why, Ivana? Okay, so we picked the support group scene from um, Fleischman is in Trouble. And why? Well, <laughs> because we were talking about it so much on the phone that we were like, well, we should record this and put it into the podcast. And I think we were both like blown away by that scene. Yes. And we're both survivors. Yes. That's a, we, I was a, we weren't sure if that's the right word, right? Or is that, yes. how do we know what the word, so what's the word now? Or what is the word? I think some people don't like survivor anymore because it, um, because they want to be more positive about it, I think maybe, or more ownership about it. I'm not really, I haven't really dove into it, to be honest, because I'm comfortable with the word and I'm not calling anyone else anything. So I'm like, well, yeah. I, I, when I first became acquainted with the word survivor, it felt uh, apt. It because, felt apt, yeah. Because I felt like I had, I think also, no, I think it's that this this uh, actually, this is what it is that we have survived because so many people who have been assaulted and raped and molested do not survive. And so when you, when you call someone a survivor, it's assuming that they won't later kill themselves. You know, so many of us right. don't make it. And I think it's that, that, that thing, like you don't survive until, until it's been a long time. And, and do you know if you've survived? And I think well, that's it's that, so like, interesting. taking that, like, championship ring, you know, like, oh, I survived. And it's like, oh, yes. And it's still with me forever. Well, I always think about that because I know that, you know, as a society, we, we, we place so much value and concern on the careers in life of rapists, yes, you know, very much. because they're just such an honored member and um, <laughs> important, <laughs> valuable, you know, <laughs> members of society that were worried about them losing their jobs on the Supreme Court. And so, um, or not getting it to begin with a lifetime or not getting it. Or, I mean, there's yeah. all these terrible things that can happen to rapists, basically, yes. like it is not a safe time to be a rapist. And so, <laughs> <laughs> But I always think the least safe time to be a rapist right now is the least safe time. It's the least safe time. You can only rape a minimum of like 50 (laughs) people right now. Like the numbers are changing. Like it is like just tough on rapists right now. But um, (laughs) so I know there's a lot of concern about, you know, just the effects that that the raping might have their bank accounts, careers, marriages, et cetera. And I think it's interesting. Their self-image. Their their self-image. Also how they feel about themselves. They might feel bad. They might feel bad about it. I know. It's really, it's it's a lot to ask. It's so far. They might lose their Twitter accounts. I mean, there's all sorts of things that could happen to them. But I do think for survivors, 
what's so interesting and, and I find so not accounted for is that although there might be a physical sense of survival, right. spiritually, mentally, right. health-wise, what is lost? A lot. So much. So much that I don't think people really, I don't think we even get the space to talk about because I think that so much of our political work is around just being like, hey, it's a real thing or this happened. So because there's not space to talk about it, I don't think we get to have a more nuanced conversation of what felt like it was lost. And I do feel like that brings us to the brilliance of Claire Dane's acting yeah. work in that scene. I know. I, I read, I think we probably read the same article that talked about how she is a crier. We know she is, she has in many pieces and, and she brings oh. her a game here uh, and does something <laughs> I've never seen before. I don't think ever. I've ever seen something like this before. So raw and also, I just rewatched it again and I cried. Like, even thinking about it, I'm going to cry because it's not just so for anyone who hasn't watched the show, I don't really know why you're listening, but you might be. So <laughs> stop and watch it because it's kind of brilliant. Like, it's, I loved it. Oh, it's tough. Um, it's tough because not really because of everything that Claire Danes does, um, but because of so much of what we have to watch beforehand. Um, we do get the female gaze, but we got to wait a while. And you got to episode is often the case. Woo, right. I mean, it feels you wait very accurate. Six episodes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go six hours at least before <laughs> you can get an hour of her perspective. So, um, but the scene that we're talking about, this is a double episode of Fleischman is in Trouble. So the first episode was with my friend Kim. We have both given birth and we talked about this the birth scene from Claire's perspective, <laughs> Rachel Fleischman's perspective, which was assault. And the show does a great job of showing how she was not respected as a patient and a person. And then she has extreme or fairly normal postpartum depression as a consequence of that assault and just being at home with the baby and having no support and, and a husband who just kind of wants her to like get with it, you know, and a world that is not including her at all. Well, Some and what's moms. so great about how they do that portrayal of Jesse Eisenberg's character is like, he's so the likable put upon good guy. Yeah. And it's really interesting watching him gaslight her yep from the perspective of that character because that's the guy as women I feel like we're really not allowed to not like because right. he's the quote-unquote good guy because he does say you need help yeah. he keeps telling her she needs help so at least he's acknowledging that she might need help but he also is very bored with her talking about her birth story he's like why are you still talking about this ugh um, when any most people who know who know much about trauma know that we have to talk about it in order to process it not always with a paid professional sometimes with those who love us and support us in groups or one-on-one -on -one. but he is yeah. not there for it <laughs> he is yeah. and not like, there for it I know you covered this with Kim but also the fact that and you said this to me this is what made me just live it is he's a doctor right and so he doesn't he doesn't and I think this is this is going to lead into our scene um, 
which I'm surprised we weren't there when they were filming. I don't know why I wasn't in that. I would have just, I would have loved to have sat there with a styrofoam cup of coffee looking sympathetically at her, but like the, you know, that he, what, what I feel would have been healing for me would have been if he had said, I'm a doctor, this is assault. You know, like if he had just called it out with his words, and I feel like that does lead into what happens in the support group is that just nobody says the thing. Nobody says the thing. So you feel like you're going crazy. Yeah. 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 And she, uh, the thing, obviously her crying, she, so she goes to this support group for sexual, of sexual assault survivors. And she walks into the room and I start crying the minute she walks in the room because everyone accepts her. Nobody asks, when were you assaulted? What happened to you? You know, because we all just know that if you're here, there's a reason. And when she shares, she sobs cathartically like an animal, like a wounded animal, which I have felt more than once in my life where it's not about yeah, it's about your emotional self, but it's like you're wounded in this most essential way. And you feel like, interestingly enough, you're not going to survive. And mm-hmm. I think that's why the word survivor, I I do sort of attach to it because I did really feel like I wasn't going to make it to the other side. Really. So I did. And then there was shit to deal with decades. <laughs> I'm not saying that there was it. Like you did and you brought no. your therapist yeah. to his house. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> or her so, house. Yes. So, so <laughs> I think there are many levels of being of surviving something like this. But like for me, just making it to the other side was a miracle. Oh, so I love that, Allison. And I love you. I, I love you too. And <laughs> uh <laughs> So they they all, and then she starts to sob and they all come around her. And that's when I really start to cry because of that. Because as you're this animal, like in the fetal position and they're protecting you, they're your, your like wolf pack, you know? So good. And there's so much like to talk about this scene is to talk about the episodes leading up to the scene Yeah, because she's so hateable, like, and it's, you know, for any of us who lived through 2007, like we know what it is to be hated. Like, I just remember like that felt to me as an actress in Los Angeles, like peak misogyny somehow, like peak (laughs) Harvey Weinstein. Sorry. I'm just laughing at that. There's a peak. I would love if there was a peak. Is that, (laughs) is that a thing? Does that mean there's less? I mean, cause we all know that it's just, it just, I mean, maybe it was my age at the time and that I was really hitting it as an actress. Do you know what I mean? And and I was really, and I remember in the middle of it, like I was, I was auditioned for some short film. And (laughs) as a person who went to film school, I know what you're talking about. Because I've been to many short film and, and had, and carried on some short film auditions. So proceed. Well, I mean, I just threw myself into it and I really felt like the directors and the writers, I was like, they get me as an artist. And then I went away for the weekend and the director started calling me at two in the morning, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about how much he wanted to have sex with me. And then the producer called starting to negotiate. Actually, we did need to see my left breast and this is why, and this is how much. And it just began like the the, like quiet builds began. And then I got an email 
from the National Theatre School of Canada, which is my alma mater where I studied playwriting for three years. And they said, we want you to come back, be playwright in resident and teach. And I literally fell to my knees crying. Yeah. On Catalina Island of all places, which is where I'd gone. But I was just like, it just felt like, oh, thank God, here's a moment where it's not being negotiated. Like how much of myself I'm willing to objectify for it's just so that all felt like that time for me that's so interesting because I hadn't really thought of it but when you say 2007 I was just coming undone I was not I I had a child not long after that and I stopped doing anything to do with the industry I was like oh yeah I'm I'm broken I can't actually do this anymore I can't sign up for this and keep hoping that it's going to be better. And I just need to stop. And I did for a long time. Yeah. It's very, this is not the scene we're talking about, but I just want to give a shout out to, she said, because I thought it did a great job, that movie of showing the collateral damage of Harvey Weinstein, of showing all the careers that were ruined, not just careers, but lives. And I think lots of times we talk about how the lives are affected and we just are like, whatever, ladies don't work anyway. Um, But (laughs) all these women who were working their way up in the field, just every single one of them left the business. And you think of that times whatever number, large, it's a large number of women and men, mostly women who've left the business because of some this business, but also many other businesses because they just can't, they can't, they actually can't do it anymore. Well, it's the survivor thing. It's like, how much of your spirit do you want? And I remember being at a, at a party at TIFF in Toronto and uh, Harvey was there. This was right around that time. Mm -hmm. And I was taken aside by a director friend and warned very sternly not to, it was so specific. He was like, I'm going to like, get nauseous just saying this he was like never get in the back of a car with Harvey you need to never get into the and I was like why at the back of a like it was so specific and then you know also around that time Lizzie Kaplan was floating around my life like I was in similar and just she seemed like such a beacon of cool feminist hope funniness Like, so there was something about this entire show that it was like looking through a strange photo album. But then what I want is, okay, I'm going to land this plane because I know I could like talk to you for, (laughs) I guess that's a friendship when you're like, I could talk to you forever. It's like, okay, well, we better be friends. (laughs) But like, we are, is like when, so there's those, so I remember feeling hated like that and still can feel that way often. The way that we are sort of taught to hate Claire Danes in the first handful of episodes that she's sort of cold, you know? And so I've experienced that and have sort of invented a personality that smiles more than I would ever want to smile, (laughs) more than could ever be natural because I don't want to be seen as cold or too ambitious. Mm -hmm. Yeah unfeeling unfeeling yeah just like yeah you care so much about your career like because you just care about it a normal amount 
Right. Like, cause you just care about it and you aren't just willing to lay down and die. Everyone, every time someone wants to do better, that it's such a bizarre, I can't even, ah, it gets me like upset because I agree with you. I also, we all smile more than we'd like to just to avoid the guy who asks us to smile. It's like worth all the fake smiles at every middle-aged dude I pass so that he doesn't ask me to smile. Please, dear God, don't ask me to smile. I think yeah. I'm old enough now that they're not going to do that. They're not going to give me the please smile. You'd be so much prettier. God, I hate that. It's so funny because for me, I feel like I invented this personality more for women than for men. <laughs> yeah, well, it's half for That's men and half for I women. It's that. a twist, but I'm yeah. I'm all about equality and I hate both <laughs> men and men. <laughs> but for both, like the like I didn't want to yes. be seen as and no, that comes it. up in Fleischman too with yeah. Claire Danes' oh. mommy friends and like so good. It's just so good. So what I wanted to say is when she's with Jesse and she decides she will go get help and then she's sitting there and there's two signs one is for postpartum uh, support group and one is for assault support group and when for me I started crying just when I realized she walked into the assault support group yeah that was just that episode is so good which is why there's a double episode talking about two separate moments because I, I mean, I cry a lot. Anybody who knows me knows this, but I, that, that episode was like cathartic for me. I felt so seen and I felt, um, like you say, she is such an object of, we're supposed to just hate her, loathe her. I had read the book, so I knew what was coming. Otherwise I would have never made it through the show. And because Kim told me to keep watching, just like you I told me to keep watching. Yeah, I would never. I was like, Allison, this is some bullshit. Like, I'm out. I was like, fuck this show. Because it's just like, I mean, I have joked. Now another friend of mine has watched it. She's madly texting me like just so much of him having sex and masturbating, which I didn't want to see anymore. I was like, please just spare me this awkward it's so awkward and I don't I don't find it like revolutionary I know people have sex and masturbate I'm aware I don't need to see it like on screen so many times I know this man would be doing this um but like the like you say I I kind of wish it was only a couple episodes of him before we get to her but there is some kind of payoff after we've sat through and Kim maintains that we need those episodes to feel what we feel in episode seven. Like, she's like, I hate it, but also I sort of feel like we need that. I don't know. Cause it did really pack a punch once you get there, but I can't recommend the series to people because I, without a huge caveat because of it. I just think like, I, it was one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, this is either brilliant commentary or it's misogyny. And I'm not <laughs> sure where it is. I agree. 100%. That's how I felt reading the book as well. Ah, interesting I mean to be fair like when I went through my divorce I got I got kicked off of tinder the first night and I don't even know why I think they were just like canceling me for being so basic I like drank a bottle of rosé and watched sex in the city and was like (laughs) do you think they could see that through the yes I think they they were like she should not be let's just do her a solid and just oh god I'm so all of it. Yeah, we're getting off off topic and we need to wrap up. But is there anything 
that I could really talk to you and talk about the show at length because it does cover so much material. But I do think the scene, the birth scene from Claire's perspective after seeing it from Jesse's perspective and then this this meeting, those two things are what really do elevate this show because they are both things I've never seen before. They are not trying to put some kind of silver lining bullshit spin on going through something traumatic, which I really appreciate. And, and Claire Danes is amazing. So Danes is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I guess my last thoughts on the scene itself is like, first of all, Claire Danes has been elevating us since my so-called life. I mean, she is, she should be our president uh, I, I love her so much. And I do think that scene is like, I don't know if you ever did EMDR. Like I went yeah. through EMDR to, you know, I, mean, I still do it. Yeah. To yeah. heal my brain. Yeah. And a lot of, for those that don't know, you know, you go into traumatic memories and in a sense you reorganize the files in your brain and it's super cool. It is. And it's almost felt like that. Like, now, when I go to that painful part of my brain, there is Claire Danes and that support group scene. Like there is that scene in my brain there where I, I, I just felt like it was like an act of heroic activism, her acting in that I scene. Agree. Like I just, I'm so grateful for her acting in that scene and for what they all gave us in that scene, because we're not given it and often or ever like, and I know you and I were just texting madly that night. Like it was like just such a big deal. And yeah, that would be my final thought on it, that it was actually like a corrective experience. Like that's how beautiful that scene was. It is. I think that's such a beautiful thing to say that she's with you and they're all with you because that really is the scene. And that's why it touches me so deeply. It's not just her pain. It's also all of these women coming and holding it with her and telling her there's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, now I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, talking about shame will do that. So <laughs> thank you for joining me. Um, I love you. Where can people find you if they'd like to? Honestly, you need to do something in your set. That was a great. Do you do something in your set about how it's a hard time for rapists? Because that's that's some great great material. Oh, I'm so glad. No, Ivana is also this is stand up comic. And when you were talking about how it's a hard time for racists, I was like, oh, you got to work this into your set. But where should people find you? Where can people find you? <laughs> you see, you can find me. You can find me on my elevated self. I would say is on Instagram. So that's at Ivana Sheen. My true inner like thoughts that I write in my diary are on Twitter. Like that is where I really live. That is a direct line to really embarrassing things that I say. And that's at Ivana Sheen one and it's I-V-A-N-A-S-H-E-I-N one. All right. Well, please do check her out and I applaud you for your bravery on Twitter. That place kind of scares me. So good for you that you're vulnerable there. Oh, I have and like one follower. Like it's totally <laughs> fine. It's like not like brave at all. Scares me. Scares me. Um, I loved this conversation and thank you to everyone who's joining us, joining us, joined us. You know what I mean? You're listening. Thank you. Okay. Thanks Bye. for having me, Allison. You're welcome.